0: Welcome to Level Up. I'm Sherelle and I'm Danny, and this is the podcast where
1: we talk about health, fitness, and mindset. We are doing something a little bit different today. How are you feeling, Danny?
0: I feel like I'm playing. I'm in the casino playing a game of cards yeah
1: (laughs) we have a deck of cards that have questions on them and we've selected a few and I saw this it's from the diary of a CEO um, which is a podcast that we both listen to that we love and I just thought it would be really good to play the card game together and it's just this box and it says open up to open up vulnerability is the door to connection Ooh. (laughs) so I thought Danny and I could sit down and play cards. Do you yeah. want to start, do you want me to start? Um. Yes,
0: yeah, so what we're gonna do, we've got some cards in our hands each and we're going to ask each other those questions. So mm. we don't know the questions that are gonna come. And these questions have been written by um, Stevens, mm-hmm. who hosts the Diary of a CEO, his previous guests. So at the end of each episode, they write a question for the next guest and mm. he's turned them into cards and here we are.
1: Yeah, it's a great idea. Um, and I'm excited to get into it. So maybe I'll, All right. I'll go first. All you right, mind. you gave me the option and then took it right away. I changed my mind. <laughs> the first question that I've got is, do you remember a moment when you realized that you loved your job? And when was the last time you hated your job? oh i hate my job when tax time rolls oh. around
0: <laughs> <laughs> right now right, right like, now we? end of financial oh. year you know hate is a very strong word fyi i'm gonna be that yep. person that throws that out there but i suppose the more tax you're paying the more money you're earning which ah, someone so told me it took maybe one percent off the burn every time tax time comes yep. around but You know sometimes i do the jobs that i don't want to do which involves numbers and spreadsheets and all of that i haven't outsourced that Mm. in the businesses yet Um, obviously i've got various partners as well to help with those things so look i'm not passionate about all of those things and there are some days where i just feel like i'm trapped on my laptop but that's Mm. part of business you have to do those jobs it's all part of it or find someone who can do it well for you Mm. Uh, so that's the last time I sort of don't really enjoy it to its fullest. But what then. do you
1: feel like you don't like, obviously no one likes paying taxes, right? That's just like, feels like you're burning money, but, and then people are like, well, it's not your money anyways. And you're like, rightio. <laughs> but what part of that and the, you know, the, the pieces that you spoke about not having outsourced, like what part of that do you not, or do you hate?
0: Just, it's boring. Mm. Like, well, that's my mindset around it. I know some people love all of that, but I feel like we can't be, You know masters at everything and I'm disciplined enough to sit myself down and make those spreadsheets and do all of that that's fine but then I find my creativity is dampened so I find that I can't be in that part for too long otherwise my creativity part comes up and says hey are we done yet like when can we do the fun stuff but then if I'm too much in that other side then the other voice comes in and says You need to be organised now, come on, we got numbers that need checking and very Mm. polarising.
1: So I've forgotten the first part of the question though. Do you remember a moment when you realised that you loved your job?
0: Oh, the moment when I realised that I loved my job was as soon as I got into the fitness industry. Mm. Because, oh not as soon as, as soon as I became a contractor and not working for other people you know, because I really appreciate the skills that I learned having people over me or being within a more rigid um, appointment-based service. However, as soon as I got that little bit of flexibility, I'm like, yes, Mm. and then just ran for the hills with it.
1: Yep, yep.
0: Totally. Am I going to ask you back or how's this going to go? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I
1: can. (laughs) Um, The moment that I realized I loved my job, i get lots of moments it's never like one big moment it's the little thing what was the first one though because that's the question oh the first one do you know what the, the first memory that comes to mind for me is when i have my first five clients and it sounds so nice. little but i still remember get having my first five clients and sitting at this cafe that i lived around the corner from in melbourne and having coffee at like 11 o'clock on a work day and being like this is work I remember being like this is work this is so weird um that was and it's it's so small now and sometimes it's easy to forget those tiny little moments but for me it was about flexibility and freedom like it's just something i'd never had with control with work it's like i never had control over that so I always, like when I reflect back, I feel like I fell into business. I didn't actually mean to start a business. I was like, yeah, I'll just become a coach. I didn't really realize, it's it's like ignorance is bliss, but I didn't really realize at the time that I was starting a business. And now when I try to explain to people what I do, it's so hard, because I'm like, I really, i like, I'm a business owner, like I'm an entrepreneur. I'm not really just a coach anymore. Like a coach, but it's like one of my skill sets. So I feel like for me, it was the little things, it's that. And then another part that comes to mind for me is when um Luke decided to sort of come into business with me um and like having that conversation with him about we gotta do it we gotta do it um and that felt so big for me to be like you know because luke and i could never um we didn't really spend much time together to be honest because he was a teacher i was a nurse and a shift worker and w- sometimes we got to sleep together at the end of the day you know if i wasn't on late shifts or night duty or got whatever got to sleep together hey, hey. <laughs> most nights no i'm kidding um so yeah Good. we had healthy <laughs> we had those um moments um whereas now honestly 23 hours a day we are together and I would have thought we probably would have had more arguments but we work really well together so I feel like those moments are sometimes when I can like sit back and go I'm building a life that is sustainable because there was part of me back then that just felt so unsustainable in what I was doing and how I was working. So that's the, they're the little moments that sort of come up for me when I think about why I love my job. Um, totally. And I know that can sound sort of selfish as well, but for me, I'm my best self, My like I'm the best coach, I'm the best boss, I'm the best girlfriend when I have a full cup and I feel like I have choice and flexibility.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, now that you just pretty much gave a whole podcast for your Sorry. answer, which I love, <laughs> I now know the brief of this episode, so I will expand because I was treating this like a rapid-buyer answer. Uh, so I was like, why are you on
1: cards? I'm <laughs> not happy
0: with my answer. So, <laughs> but I'll do better on the next one now that I understand the brief. <laughs> Great answer. Sorry, you. is there
1: anything you wanted to
0: add? Uh, to no, yours? no, I can't even remember what I said. All right. do you want to go then? <laughs> um, oh, am I asking you one now? Yep.
1: put mine down. Yeah,
0: good. I get Snap. it. I love it. Beautiful. All right. What is your definition of luck?
1: Ooh, (laughs) luck. I do believe in luck. I do believe in luck. I think luck for me is something happening, um, lucky, something happening when the odds are against you is what I sort of think luck is. And I think that a lot of people that say, oh, well luck doesn't exist. I think they're living in their own world because we're lucky to be born in Australia. You know, we're lucky to have good parents. We're lucky to, I don't know, be born as a female in 2023. Well, not 23, but living as a female (laughs) in 2023. We are lucky to have a lot of things um, and we're privileged to have them. And I I do think like luck is being able to do something when the odds are against you. Um, Yeah, what's your definition of luck? Do
0: you think that someone winning Tats Lotto is luck? Yes,
1: right time, right place. But they had to have bought a ticket.
0: Okay. now that's good. (laughs) Very good. Because I still believe, although you can have an event that you do not expect happen to you in times that are tough, which can be perceived as luck, I still believe that you have to have put yourself in a situation, whether it be willingly or unwillingly, Mm. to then get that outcome. And then you can decide if it's a blessing or a curse. Because someone can win Tats Lotto. They buy a new car, but crash the car because they're not ready to receive that mm. you know so I don't know it's a trippy one that's why I picked that card because I do believe that a big part of it is putting yourself in a situation to be lucky buying the Lotto ticket you've got to be in it to win it mm. you know um, but it could go other ways so mm. I still feel like there's an element of fate an element of and not to butcher the word manifesting, Mm. but you still need to put your thoughts in the direction of your goal Mm. to then attract opportunities to you.
1: Mm. I don't know,
0: that's probably the deeper version. Mm.
1: I think it's, it's, it's interesting because I think, I don't know, my perspective is some people are luckier than others. Some people get it easier, like work ethic. Some people just have to work harder to get the same result, and that's the reality is some people have to work harder to get the same result as someone else because maybe they didn't have as much privilege growing up, as much support. They missed the opportunities. They didn't have the right mindset. I also think like, for me, something I reflect on is like, I was always, I wasn't overly confident, but I always had high, high self-esteem. I would say growing up that, you know, we all have like, you know, teenage things, but I've never suffered severe mental health issues. And I don't think that that's like, I don't know, I wouldn't put that under luck, but I think I I feel lucky for having not gone through that. So the definition piece is always the trickier thing. And I think a lot of people can get triggered that have had to work harder than a lot of other people to get something and they go, it's not fucking luck. And it's true because there's work ethic in there. And it's just the reality is like, maybe you weren't lucky. It doesn't mean you can't get what you're after though. It just means you have to put in more work than someone else that has a little bit of luck on their side
0: yeah and of course when you brought in you know we're born in australia and Mm. you know it is called the lucky country as well and of course i can express gratitude towards that and gratitude to some of the things that you did bring up but then also if i'm in a position where i have to work really hard for something you know i can't feel negative feelings towards someone else Who finds it easier because then maybe i'm just putting myself like if i had to take singing lessons right now if Mm. i someone's like okay you're on stage right now you have to sing i would just change my situation Mm. based on an area where i can perform well with a little bit more ease so it's also that balance of people are trying to force their direction when they can just change directions and then they will feel more lucky because it's their passion or they're actually good at it you know Mm. so it's also not getting mixed up with just trying to go down a certain path when there's so much resistance versus well maybe Danny wasn't meant to be a singer all right we pivot Uh Ah, this feels a lot easier
1: yeah you know I think we all have an unfair advantage right and you have to think about what's my unfair advantage and then you have to run with that fuck people if they're like oh you're so lucky it's like yeah well I had an unfair advantage you have one too you can find it. So there's always going to be a little bit of strategy in there as well and I think, you know, we took our unfair advantage and ran with it. We took the things we were good at and made successes out of it and we turned those successes into businesses Um, and, you know, and, and so forth. So we can scaffold on top of it but, There's always a little bit of luck um, at the start, not like always. I feel like there has to be a little bit of like right place, right time. And it's so easy to look out and go, how did they get it so easy? They were lucky, right? There was more luck there whereas maybe you know your journey to success whatever that looks like for you is a lot slower and that's just a reality I think the world isn't fair uh as well it's not we're not all on an even playing field and to me I'm like well what's the difference between that it sort of is luck because if it's not luck it's well it's not choice for a lot of people either yeah deep didn't expect that sorry Good. I like lucky this. I love it cat Good. with nine lives <laughs> okay okay you've got two cards left yeah I've got four that's all right what are the failures or failure what are the failures you cherish the most oh the ones
0: obviously that haven't I'm yeah to use the word lucky or I'm grateful that there hasn't been a failure you know that's been life-threatening or like really detrimental because that needs to be separated some people Mm. go through some really shit things Mm. and hard things and it could be yeah really bad so on a more surface level type of failure anything to do with business Mm. i've been grateful to be in a position where it hasn't ended everything like it hasn't ended something like bankruptcy Mm. or you know a really severe ending to a partnership so i'm grateful so just surface level relative um business choices Mm -hmm. hiring the wrong people spending so much money on things with zero outcome um that that can happen all Mm. the time uh and then just
1: what was the question again what are the failures you cherish the most (laughs)
0: yeah i cherish that Mm. i'm gonna separate a few things but yeah business i definitely cherish the mistakes because it it is the best way to learn about business yeah no matter what course you take no matter what books i've read or what advice I've gotten from someone else like going through those things, feeling the emotion attached Mm. to that situation, those failures have helped me recognize, why did it happen? What were the skills that I had to learn? um, And how can I make sure that that doesn't happen again? Mm. And why did it pivot? And then in terms of failures, I suppose some friendships I've had to let go of, which I don't know, you can call it failures, but even relationships in the past Mm. or, ways of going about things where i've probably held on too long Mm. because i love seeing the light in people and i'm not one just to instantly cut people Mm. off but then it's like you finally let go of whatever relationship it is knowing that you've had to do it for a long time um, and then being so much better off Mm. and again you take that lesson from those people and people outgrow each other or you might outgrow someone's services or someone's friendship I think the failure was holding on for just too long, mm. um, but then recognizing there's nothing left. Mm. So, again, I've learned a lot, and this is all recent. Learned a lot about business, but also learned a lot about relationships. Mm. Who's in my life, and for what reason? Yeah.
1: What do you feel like the learning lesson is from those pieces, like with the business one, and then with the relationship piece? What do you feel like the key takeaway is because like when we fail right we learn we hope that we learn something and we sort of change the way in which we do things or we have redirection so is there any sort of like takeaways that you've had from both of those areas
0: um and i know this probably isn't the answer that you were looking for but being okay with that mm. and knowing that those situations will keep showing up in different ways hopefully you don't repeat the same thing over and over and over again then you have to have a hard talk to yourself mm. and go mm, there's a pattern here but just being okay with failure mm. i mean everyone has their own definition of what failure is but we're taught in school you would get a big red f on your paper yep. who cares like yep sometimes you know and even in modern day times we might make a post with something that's actually misquoted by accident people let us know that but then but then i've gone back and i've gone oh shit, i'm gonna study that more so i actually become more educated on what i'm putting out there yeah like if we get an f in school all right why i was out drinking all all weekend i didn't actually study or you know that's something i'm not passionate about there Mm. is always a lesson so just you're allowed to feel bad if something doesn't go your way, mm. but realize it's going to keep happening forever.
1: Yeah, yeah really good answer. That's a great answer. I'm Thank I wasn't you. not for anything. I promise I wasn't fishing. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people, when it comes to being wrong, um, there's a little bit of a theme that I see from some really good coaches in the industry where they sort of highlight things that they've changed their mind on, um, and you know, it's practices that they used to preach as coaches, and they're saying, you know, I was wrong. And this is what I do now based on, you know, this new study or the things that I've realised. And I just have a lot of respect for people that own their failures. Like I instantly trust them more. And I feel like we we sort of still live in a world that tries to hide failures.
0: Yeah, it's part of perfectionism. And I do know a few people who hate not having the answer to yeah. things. And I think it's environmental as well. But, you know, it's okay to say I don't know. Yep. And even from a personal relationship mm. you know whether it's a partner or a friend i just feel the exhaustion when i'm around someone that always has to have an answer yeah or they or feel be right. so much pressure they always have to be right you know in conversation if they say i don't know like they never say i don't know yeah but there's something special in someone admitting they actually don't know because it's physically impossible to know everything mm. right so then honor the fact that you don't know because then maybe you can find out or you can just move on and be okay with not knowing
1: mm, i completely agree Hey guys, if you're enjoying the episode, please share it with a friend or share it on your socials and don't forget to tag us.
0: What is your dark side?
1: Ooh, <laughs> my toxic traits. I think um, my dark side, i probably got to maybe, can I rephrase it to like my dark traits? No. Nope. No. Nope, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I dark think traits, that's fine. The first thing that come up for me is that I can be really competitive um, and, that's a blessing and a curse in both ends because like the competitive part of me that definitely came out probably during my competing years um and you know when i was like early on in that in that stage it's really good at just doing the work and hustling so the competitive side of me can come through in a really strong way but then there's also like when that part oh, i don't know it feels like a failure or feels like it's not it can't work as hard as it wants to or it I don't know, like when, when that part's not met, it can become quite resistant of help um, and judging other people too. Like it, it compares if what it does that what it means. Like if I can't, if that part of me that likes to be really competitive doesn't win, it hates it. So that's probably my dark side is like learning how to manage expectations. Um, and I think business is really stretched to me in that area because like, what, what does winning look like? What's success look like? How do you measure that metric? So I think my dark side is just the parts of me that have like really high standards and high expectations and then what happens when they don't go to plan and that's, it's always a work in progress but that's the f- sort of first thing that comes up for me. Yeah, what
0: situations or when do you find that that side comes out and for what reasons? Like what are you competitive about?
1: good question i actually don't even know i think um, it's probably the comparison piece that can come out sometimes and i consume a lot of business content um and i think that where you should be versus where you are can come out with timelines and i constantly have to be like cheryl zoom out like you've been in business like 18 months like just zoom out slow down uh so that's when it can come out is when I feel speed right and that's that's also like a blessing and a curse too because I'm like go 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 get the things done but then it's also like well you've got to have push and pull so it's definitely something that like I'm aware of and I'm incredibly grateful for that aspect of me that is competitive that has drive that has ambition but it can also become a dark side when it drives decisions because it makes wrong decisions like competitive the competitive side that wants to move really quickly will make poor decisions if it can't slow down and make calculated choices.
0: Yeah, amazing. I can definitely sense some relatability, particularly in the speed part and like you and I can be very go, go, go. Um, It's interesting that our biggest light can also be a dark Mm -hmm. side if it just crosses over. Like I can totally just be a workaholic out of my pure enjoyment. Mm. And I found that with relationships that can be a dark side to other people. Although it might not feel dark internally, Mm -hmm. um, it can put a dark spin on who I am because I can just get so engorged in my own enjoyment of what I do for a living, which again, it's a superpower, but the devil's in the dose. So it can start to affect relationships if I just sort of get too tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. um, So it can totally relate. And a lot of it comes from speed and and all of that you just want to make decisions and you go 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 and there might be a bit extra emotion around it so and we've mentioned before we do sort of wind down by working so it's that constant balance mm-hmm. um, but i suppose that's the only thing i can think of as well mm-hmm. yeah you do naturally compare sometimes but then as soon as you're present and you know there's a little bit less emotion attached to that mindset or that darkness emotion can feed the darkness find. oh yeah yeah and if you're feeling good about yourself and you're present and you've got that balance between push and pull probably doesn't as much i find
1: yeah is that was that going to be a similar answer to you like when you thought of your dark side totally because dark mm. side's so
0: grim but like i don't know it was on the card but i mean <laughs> god our our dark side's so like lame yeah. <laughs> but good on us for finding an answer Like yeah. that's the only thing that's the only mind or mood that i get yeah. in that affects other people yeah. and myself
1: like keep going, keep going, Like, do more, be more. I love it, but I hate it. And it's funny how like that dark side or that part of you shows up in different areas in different ways. And Luke was joking the other day when we were having a, a conversation about when we first started dating together, he was like, you couldn't even like, we couldn't even relax if it wasn't productive. Like I used to have this thing where like everything I did, there had to be like a productive outcome. I couldn't just like do nothing for nothing. It's why I struggled so much with like video games and like all those things. I'm like, what a waste of time. Like what's the outcome for this? He's like, we couldn't just relax on the couch. I'd be like, let's go for a walk. Let's go do something. He's like, we couldn't do anything if it didn't have like a physical productive outcome. And I was just like, it's so true because that part of me, that dark side was just in a different frame as an athlete um with like a physical pursuit to do something whereas now it sort of like bleeds into business a lot more than what it does into that area so i don't like you're right dark's a heavy word i think it's um it's just like the 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 ambition sort of piece that wants to push in whatever element and i was listening to this thing the other day and they were talking about in order to do well or to have success in any area you need almost a heavy level of insecurity like you're almost like a little bit insecurity but then like a lot of self-confidence like I'm the fucking best at what I do but fuck I'm not good enough you know you need this like yin and yang because that actually feeds the confidence and I really resonated with that because I was like I do have like self-esteem and confidence and like I'm like yes like go Sherelle you know like cheerleading for myself but then it's also you've got that piece of you that is comparative that does compete that wants to be more wants to be better and I don't think it's it's just like yin and yang in your own mind it's just about how you manage it and I also know when it goes too far when it's like okay like I probably need to chat with Luke about it or like zoom out get back in the real world as well because sometimes you can live so much in like your world and not zoom out and just like go to the beach go to the shopping mall have a look around and just realize what what the real world consists of as well
0: yeah sometimes the real world sucks I like (laughs) being in the bubble and I can totally relate Paul and I, when we first started dating, would actually get into mini arguments we'll call it or discussions on why I didn't like watching movies I, oh, me too. I can't man and I still can't pretty much unless I'm in the cinemas because yeah. I'm like right you know we're sitting in the cinemas here if I'm on the couch I really struggle to watch movies me, which yeah. is a massive value it's why Paul's. I go to series because I'm like oh, 45 minutes <laughs> even I love <laughs> 20 minute comedies bang yes. but I know for a fact if I wasn't dating Paul who really valued movies I would not be sitting still mm. like I don't I don't see a problem with it until it starts affecting relationships. Yeah. Then you have to compromise. Yeah. So
1: interesting. Wow, I didn't realize that that I'm was. the same as you. Yeah, it's very similar. Yeah, there we go. Next. Next <laughs> up. Lucky last of my card. Oh. If there was one singular idea that had the most profound impact on your life, what would it be? what's the first thing that comes to mind if there was one singular idea that had the most profound impact on your life so one idea that you've had in the past that had the most profound impact on your life
0: oh can it be like a realization Mm -hmm. rather than an idea yep Yep. realization idea that i don't have to live my life in society's mold oh
1: i said this the other night to luke i was saying it to you as well yep carry on
0: totally like and I've, I always mention it because this was just such a turning point where you realize that well no, and I'm not going to speak for everyone again context dependent mm. but I had an insane realization that I can literally pave my own path mm. because that's what I wanted when, to was, do. That?
1: when, when was that when
0: I was in uni and started I left you know my circle I left the mundane high school you know, routine Mm. and started letting go of all of that, meeting new people, reading different books, traveling more and just seeing the world out there Mm. and having that self belief that, hang on a minute, I can create a career
1: pretty much out of anything Mm. that I want. Can you think of what stimulated that idea or that realization? Was there anything that happened or even like anything small that sort of made you sort of zoom out a little bit? I had... I had mentors as well. Like mm-hmm. I started aligning
0: with business owners and my my coach as well for health and fitness. I just started meeting really cool people who talk to the talk and walk the walk. Yep. I found more people that had traits that I wanted to be like, mm. as well as the books, as well as learning about my mindset. You know, even reading stuff like The Power of Now mm. on how to be present, how to harness your mind, how to say no to the limiting beliefs. And then of course, still following my passions, but then being a little bit cheeky and skipping class if I didn't wanna go. Mm. Cause I wanted to do, go to the gym. Mm. Or I found like I started my coaching while I was meant to be in a lecture. Mm. Like I was making yeah. money while I was learning. Like being a little bit cheeky within reason. I wasn't a full rebel, but I wasn't completely in the mold, in the brief, like just saying yes to the superiors, quote unquote, because then I even found that a lot of people started to take interest in what I was doing, Mm. like a lot of my lecturers at uni or teachers in our prac classes were interested in me Mm. and what I was doing. I'm like, hmm, how am I now becoming a voice of reason or a leader for these people who are meant to be my leaders? So Mm. it was a big series of events that led to that strong belief. And then, of course, when you surround yourself with other people with that belief and You're just unstoppable. Mm.
1: One of the biggest values of a mentor is not what they teach you, but it's what they show you. They expose you to ideas that you didn't think were possible and they change your perception of reality. And that is one of the most profound yes. things that a mentor can do. It's like, holy crap, I didn't know you could make money in a uni lecture where you're trying to study, right? It's not what they teach you, it's what they show you. And that in itself is invaluable, right? And I think people are like, oh, but what am I gonna learn? What's in the course? And so it's like it's, like, it's like, it's actually not about the, the, the content. Um, if you actually wanna run with ideas and grow because there's always something to learn from someone. Yeah, did you have a moment like that or was it more a series of? Mm, I think for me, um, mine was probably when i moved from like a smaller country town even i moved regional but it was like five times the size of where i grew up yeah and i lived on campus i lived on res and i think it was for me like associating surrounding myself and becoming friends with a group of people that i just would have never been exposed to in my small circle like in the country it's quite clicky you got your group and everyone plays netball and basketball and football <laughs> and that's sort of it whereas when i sort of went to uni and lived on campus with people i didn't know um majority male as well big group of guys um that valued different things to what i did that had their own stories and experiences i just grew so much as a person because yeah like i even remember one of the guys like telling me who was one of my best friends at the time was telling me like how much he used to get bullied in school mm-hmm. and I was like, I just can't even believe someone like you would get bullied. What would they, you know? And I just, I didn't, I, I'd never been exposed to things like that because I just saw my own little bubble. So for me, it was actually moving away and surrounding myself with oh, like so many different people from like all over the country, both city, metropolitan, rural, remote, um, and that really shifted my perspective on a lot of different things and the direction that I am in now, like health fitness all those areas that was sort of the catalyst for me so yeah that was a big sort of realization for me yeah
0: shifting perspective yes very good have we got time for one more one more i've got three in my hand for some reason so lucky fast hmm. okay what is your definition of success
1: Ooh, i was listening to a podcast on this the other day so it's okay. fresh in my mind um because it was an interesting podcast it was on the imperfects and they were talking about what our definition of success is and how it's built um and you know how society and our upbringing and all those things paints a definition of success based on like our skill level our education and all those different things and it actually made me sort of be like well what is my definition of success and it ties in nicely with that competitive part and I think for me it's I didn't realize I could love my job like I didn't realize I could love my lifestyle and I didn't realize I could have all the control and the the literal freedom that I choose to work and I love what I do. And because of that, I can do 110 hours in a fortnight and feel fine, you know? So I think my definition of success is just being able to do things that fill my cup up, that just keep me moving forward. It's, it's not feeling exhausted. It's not living for the weekends. It's not living for a paycheck. Because I think if our definition of success is more in what we do, we're more likely to do more of it. And when we know in the grand scheme of things that consistency and patience and time is just something we have to endure, Um, if you tie success to the process, which it sounds so cliche, but if you tie success to the art of building something and growing something, yourself included, And I love personal development stuff. So if I ever feel like what I'm doing is growing me too, I almost feel like a little bit selfish because I'm like, oh, this is growing me, but this is work, are you kidding me? So being able to do stuff that grows you and expands you so you can be a better educator, coach, business owner, partner, mother, daughter, whatever it might be, that to me is success because I'm excited about doing that for a decade plus. And the person that will be at the end of that is sort of what, is my definition of success i know it's probably pretty muddy um yours yeah
0: and you know you said it's probably muddy as in unclear but like i don't think you can have one answer because if you did you'd be lying like Mm. as in one word answer so that was awesome and if that's what you feel then that's true we all have different measures some people value money some people value Um, objects some people value going out and and all of that so it is important to find your definition and I feel like your definition can also change based on your beliefs based on the milestones you have reached because when i started i was you know trying to earn more money to then gain flexibility Mm. now that i'm in a more comfortable position than when i was younger obviously Mm. uni student now my success is okay utilizing my resources to visit my family and travel you know to be able to um, not wake up fearing certain things you know doing what you love on a day-to-day but then also making a living to then give back to other people um not not talking monetary wise but Mm. education being able to help other people of course um and giving back so it's interesting when I lived at home and I had so much access to my family I just wanted to earn more money yeah and I wanted nicer things you know and then I got that to the level in which I was happy with and then all of a sudden like oh actually i want to go back with these guys so i feel like it's been a bit of a ping pong yeah um so now that i'm 30 i think my definition of success is waking up and just not resenting everything and everyone around Mm. you you know and you're allowed to have bad days Mm. okay but being able to feel okay with those days but just trying to put yourself in a position where you can actually enjoy what you do. Yeah. You know, give back to people and it doesn't have to be like what we do on a podcast, you know, having all these things. This is our Mm. level of success. You might have a beautiful conversation with the neighbor, Mm. you know, and you've brightened their day up. Mm. That's great. It's all relative. You might have a job that society might not deem to be super glamorous, but if you've done your job at your best capability and it gives you something to
1: wake up for, then that is success. Yeah. I think success as well just ties in with our values at the time too and you know as you mentioned they can shift and change what our values are what we value um, and I can imagine like when you know when people move to that next chapter and have family like their values are going to shift and change and their priorities are going to do so as well but what can happen is I feel like people therefore don't change their metrics of success and they're still measuring them in the ways that you know maybe maybe it was your atar your income or your status and it's like is that what you value though like remember that that should like shift and change too so it is really interesting because yeah success is you can't quantify it um and that's why it can be hard to sort of really highlight what it is for each individual feel like it's a feeling yeah success is is like a feeling
0: Mm. you just feel good yeah interesting
1: i enjoyed those cards yeah it was great i'm excited to do another episode in the future there's some really juicy ones in there but yeah um, we hope that you guys could sort of come along with us and reflect on you know all the questions that we have done as well and really challenge yourself too but i really love these thought-provoking cards because just like a mentor they expose you to ideas and questions that you just wouldn't ask yourself and you know that's what growth really requires is being able to be pushed in areas that you won't push yourself into
0: yeah thanks for coming along the ride and um look forward to the next episode. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave us a five-star review and hit follow so you can stay up to date with our weekly podcast.